finally it's here. Season 3 of the Formula Lockdown Podcast, technically episode 22, this is episode number 1 of the Formula Lockdown Podcast. We have Bernie Shaw from the Great Uray Heap, we have uh, Voros, our uh, band of the week, we have uh, a bunch more that we end up talking about, uh, I tell you a bit about my fundraisers about to start and yeah i recorded up most of it while i was driving sorry for the quality uh yeah enjoy the show one of season three of the Full Metal Lockdown podcast. I am Tom Roberts, as always, your host for the week. Uh, we've been on a break, a bit of an extended break. It was supposed to return two weeks ago, but uh, due to a, uh, a trip, so to speak, last week, I couldn't do it. Uh, and I didn't want a uh, break between the episodes. But if you follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Full Metal Lockdown, all one word, uh, you'll know that this week's guest is heavy metal legend Bernie Shaw of the legendary Uriah Heap. Now, if you don't know who Uriah Heap are, uh, get out from under your rock and go look them up. Uh, Uriah Heap, uh, one of, you've heard of the big four of Thrush in Slayer, Megadeth. Metallica and Anthrax. Now, uh, they're a part of the big four of heavy metal in general, uh, which is Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and You're Right Heap. Uh, now, I'm doing something that I've never done before, actually recording whilst I'm driving. I've got my headset on with my Zoom H4N, and I'm doing a bit of recording as I'm driving. Uh, I'm not doing either one very well at the moment, but hopefully it picks up in a second or two. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to reverse out of my very, very, very awkward and steep driveway. And I've just taken out the plants in the center because I wasn't paying attention. Now, uh, if you do follow us on Facebook or even on my Twitter, at Tom underscore Roberts 1989, you would know that I uh, have announced week two's guest already as well, which is Vogue from De- uh, Decapitated. Uh, I'm not going to do him the, uh, the insulting by trying to pronounce his name and getting it wrong, so I'm just going to call him Vogue. Uh, He's from Poland. There were a bit of a language barrier between us, and but the interview is pretty good, pretty clear. You'll like it. You'll enjoy it. That's next week. This week is Bernie Shaw from Uriah. It was a bit of a uh, 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 
how do you put it, uh, fuck up with the phone. So it drops out in sections and he struggles to hear me in sections, struggles to get all my questions in. But it's a pretty good interview overall. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a bit nerve-wracking talking to two legends of metal, especially Bernie um, and Bog. I was nervous with both of them, which is weird because I don't get nervous usually. I didn't get nervous with Dino last season. Uh, and in other news outside of the podcast, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually disabled and I have a disorder called Friedrich's Ataxia. And if you want to Google that, learn how to spell Friedrich's because I have no idea. I've had the disease for over a decade and I still don't know how to spell my own friggin' disease's name. Disorder, I should say. It's not a disease. I didn't catch it. I was born with it. It's a genetic disorder. But, um, yeah, uh, by the end of 2015, I'll be in an electric wheelchair pretty much full time. Uh, to get anywhere, I'll have to use the electric wheelchair. Now, the problem with that is I've uh, been helped to get my wheelchair which is on itself very expensive. I don't know if I'm allowed to publicly announce how much it is. But, uh, yeah, I've uh, been looking it up to try and get a wheelchair van, a van, a family van with uh, wheelchair modifications added to it. And uh, they're very expensive uh, to, being advised not to get a second hand one, or that was the original idea, because with a second hand one, one, the hydraulics in the lift are probably ruined, and two, uh, if you get a van second hand and then pay for those mods to be done to it, uh, that van's going to last you a couple of years, and then it's going to cock it then you start with the van that you paid thousands of dollars for and paid thousands of more for modifications if you know what I mean so uh, we've been advised to try and find a brand new one now the hoverboo about it I like that word hoverboo uh, I have a daughter if you follow me on Twitter and you're friends with me personal friends with me on Facebook know I'm about to have another child and that means that I need a car a van that can both fit my children my wife and me in there so uh, and still like fit into our garage fit up our driveway which is very awkward uh, and all that stuff and we found one it's called the uh, generation 5 I believe Honda Honda Odyssey, um, very family oriented car, very nice on test drive, very great car, um, and yesterday we got to look at a uh, brand new Honda Odyssey with a wheelchair modification to it, uh, now with that pretty much it means that we are going to fundraise for it 
we're approaching a few uh, ER fundraising committee for it, uh, like a foundation that helps people fundraise so that we do it all officially. We're going to organise a sponsored trivia night, which means uh, businesses buy a table and they match whatever that table raises. So say if that table raises $100, their business throws in $100. If that table raises $1,000, that that business throws in $1,000. Or if that bi that table raises 10 grand, their business throws in 10 grand, which they won't. But yeah, you get my drift. Like, they match it dollar for dollar. But instead of being called Table 1 or Table 2 or make, getting them to make up their own names like Table Bog and Table Bernie, for example, they'll be called, like, I'm just driving down the road right now and looking at businesses, they'll be called, like, uh, Table McDonald's and Table uh, Rivers, for example. Um, you know, like I said, I'm driving with my headset on. I'm paying full attention to the road and everything around me, but I have my headset on recording the podcast. Now, that being said, um, yeah, we're re we're doing all this fundraising. We're doing a trivia night. We're gonna get a few music, uh, contact a few musicians, and contact a few uh, sports figures to do some talks down here as part of it, like a charity dinner. Uh, we're gonna, yeah, do heaps of fundraising, a concert, uh, yeah, we're not gonna stop until we've got the money. Uh, I suppose we can announce that figure because, like, seriously, I have to at some point, but it's around seventy-five to $76,000. Copper, sorry, I just saw a cop past me. It's alright, you want the markers. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to drive my headset on, that's all. Um, yeah. I'm actually, uh, excited about doing it because, like, I've done lots of fundraisers before and I've raised a lot of money before. Cheeky bugger. Sorry, the copper just, uh, turned left into the, off the roundabout to avoid turning at lights or getting hit by the red light. So, Gee, bugger, I should have followed him. Um, sorry, I didn't want to get caught wearing my headset. Uh, is it illegal to drop your headset? I had no idea. Anyway, um, yeah, so it took a bit of convincing to for me to raise money for myself, but I did in the end, so yeah. Um, yeah, at the moment I don't have my notes on me, but we do have a band of the week. Uh, the band of the week is I can't remember who they are. I can't. Me oh, I remember who they are. I remember their music, but right now I can't remember their name. It was up until four thirty last night. I uh, recording and mixing and mastering a friend's live set, and I just wanted to get it over and done with. So I could get this done today, and it, uh, I'm very tired because now I have to get up to go get the fucking car repaired. Um, 
Yeah, but uh, in case you're, you don't know, hidden, uh, the Hazard Circler won the Full Metal Lockdown podcast band of the year last year. Uh, they won the Scully Award, which they have photos of. Uh, I bought them their drink of choice to fill the skull with, which is Gentleman's Jack. Yeah, now that shit's actually hard to find. Yeah, I used to drink it all the time when I was younger. I don't drink it all anymore, but I used to drink Gentleman's Jack all the time. And it's hard to find, apparently. Even Dan Murphy's. I went to Dan Murphy's when I was in Orange visiting family. And they were like, no, we're sold out. We had to call up two other stores and tell them one of them to hold it for us. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they'll be getting their, uh, their, their, uh, package soon, uh, when I send it. Speaking of sending it the fucking post office, I, I'm getting a new Sony Xperia tablet, which is waterproof, shockproof, all that crap. And it's Sony, so it's very good quality. And, uh, yeah, the post office, instead of sending it to me, got it. Well, that's the one I put the slip in the in the uh, mailbox, and then proceeded to send it to fucking Wollongong, which is four hours away. No, it's not quite that far. It's like three, two and a bit. But like seriously, why the where the fuck did that come from? How do you get Batehaven? How do you get Wollongong from Batehaven? Seriously. Oh well, fuck it. Oh, I'm at my destination. I will get back on and start rambling more shit afterwards. Um, yeah. So, uh, hopefully we, uh, pick up in a bit. I have my band of the week. Uh, I'm in my notes. Know who they are, I just can't fucking think of their name right now. Um, yeah. Like I said, I will... I will try my hardest to uh, pick up the recording in a few minutes. Sorry, I'm just parking. Now, uh, yeah, my my car blew its radiator and its cooling system about a week ago. Um, sorry, about a month ago. And uh, the guy who replaced it is doing like free servicing for me. Them's uh. Cool, cool radiators in the bay. Radiator warehouse in the bay. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to uh, another local business called Mr. Minute. Uh, he's in the village center in Bankman's Bay. He did all the engraving for the Full Metal Lockdown podcast band of the year. He didn't do it like discounted or free, but he did a very good job and he put some added extras in. And he gave me a uh, display box and yeah, and pretty much like if you're in this area, go to him, get your keys card, get shoes fixed, get uh, shoe shine, get everything done through Mr. Minute. Uh, he's in the village center, or village plaza, I know, they're next to each other. Uh, the big one on Perry Street in Bateman's Bay, go check him out, talk to Michael. 
it's a very good uh, business. I got my pocket watch in Graythrim. I've gotten heaps of things in Graythrim. The skull for former lockdown podcast band of the year was in through him. And yeah, check him out. It's Mr. Minute in the uh, center in Bantams Bay. We're back. It might have seemed like 30 seconds for you, but it was more like 45 minutes off an hour for me. Uh, my radiator uh, blew, like I said, about a month ago, and Cool Core and Batman's Bay in the industrial area fixed it for me. Nicest place on earth. Uh, check them out if you ever have radiator or like, any problems with your radiator cooling system, air coolers. Oh, coolers, heater coolers, uh, air condensers, uh, anything, anything they do, everything from cars to trucks to heavy money equipment. Uh, yeah, check them out. They're in Kylie Crescent, the number six Kylie Crescent, uh, in Batman's Bay. Um, for a lot of my listeners, that wouldn't mean jack shit, but, uh, for some of them it would, um, even if you're in the Yubadala area, check them out. Even if you're not in Batons Bay, they're worth the extra few Ks to check them out. Um, yeah, where was I? Oh yeah, the band of the year is the Hazard Circular. I still haven't had a chance to check out my um, band of the week on my in my notes. Um... Sorry, I'm driving at the same time as doing this. Uh, I haven't had a chance to check out the band of the week in my notes. Uh, yeah, I'll get that to you in the third segment after the interview with Bernie Shaw. It, the interview itself only goes for about 20 minutes, if that. Uh, I'm not going to cut out the static bits where we couldn't hear each other and all that shit, uh, just to fill up a bit of time so it doesn't seem like it, or in one question, <laughs> if you know what I mean, um, because I usually edit them out, but that being said, I, that it's one of, the, uh, it's a very good interview, one of the best ones I've done, uh, not as long as the ones that I usually do, but I'm beginning to learn that the ones that I usually do the 40 minute long interviews spread over two weeks, they're more for the Aussie artists, yeah, um, upcoming, uh, actually no, if you want to subscribe to our mailing list, go to facebook.com forward slash full metal lockdown, uh, go to the mailing list tab, uh, on there you can subscribe to our mailing list, uh, to our newsletter pretty much. Uh, in the newsletter you get, uh, the fir- you're the first to find out who our guests are, who our upcoming guests are. I uh, also have a tour of the week, uh, uh, tour of the month, sorry, it's once a month, at the end of the month, uh, we do it, and you are the first to find out who the upcoming guests are for the next two weeks. After the, that, all the next four weeks after that, or whatever I have in the bank already, 
Uh, this season will be going for at least 12 weeks. Um, maybe longer to make up for this short season two, which only ran for eight weeks. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, it, it will all depend on the, what I have to do for my fundraiser, what I have to do with my family. Uh, another Bob due in August. August, yeah, late August. So, obviously this this season won't run until August. But, uh, uh, how many seasons there are this year will depend on uh, when the barber's born and how the barber's born and what I've got to take care of the barber. The fundraiser, uh, all that stuff. It's going to be an interesting time. Um, yeah. I mentioned the last segment, big shout out to Mr. Minute Michael in the Village Center in Benton's Bay. Uh, check him out for your engraving and polishing and shoe cobbling needs, cake cutting needs at that. Uh, he does everything. Um, that being said, like, that was a bit of free promo. Uh, another bit of free promo is for my mate Jason over at Free Spirit Inc. Uh, sorry, Free Spirit uh, Tattoo in Surfside in Batonsville, New South Wales. It's 0244723568 if you want to check them out. They've done every single one of my tattoos from covering my back right down to doing my wedding ring. They did everything. Uh, check them out, they've done most of my brother's tattoos, they've done all mine, they've done most of my family's tattoos, they've done my dad's, they've done mine, they've done my brother's, they've done most of my elder sister's, they've done some of my other sisters, um, and the ones that weren't done by them weren't that good, uh, and yeah, check them out, you like them. They're recently priced on the great artist, to say the least. Uh, Jason, Dave, and Mitch, that's a shout out to you guys. Yeah, I hope to uh, see you soon, get some more ink ingested into my skin. But uh, that being said, with that free uh, shout out right there, I'll do that for some people that have helped me over the years or done things for me over the years, but, uh, but, we are now doing, uh, we have a price sheet for paid advertising, which means you get an official ad, a proper ad with music and overdubbing and mastering and all that stuff, all that fancy jazz, uh, yeah, we, and you get to keep the ad, which is pretty cool as well. And for your use, no royalties or copyright issues. I will not chase them up. You can use it any way you want. And I guarantee you, I will never chase you for royalties or copyright fees. Uh, even though all I say is, you own the track, just acknowledge that I made it. Pretty much. And... Either way, even if you don't, I still won't chase you up, pretty much. But, uh, it's... Yeah, just hit me up at fullmetalockdown at gmail.com Subject, 
advertising and I'll send you out the sheet. Uh, anybody can advertise. Uh, I'll send you out an information sheet of what our listenership is, the exact numbers of uh, subscribers pretty much. Uh, we're, we've gone up in subscriptions since over the break. Thank you to all my friends, metalheads, and former guests and family who uh, shared, liked, and invited people to the Facebook page. Uh, to everybody else, please share, like, follow, invite to the Facebook page. Uh, FullMetalLockdown at gmail.com is the email once again. Uh, if you want to advertise on the podcast, facebook.com forward slash lockdown is the website. Yeah, not the website, it's Facebook. Uh, com is the website if you want to check it out. Right now on the show, we actually have uh, Bernie Shaw from Your Right Ape. Uh, I did the phone interview with him sitting in London, pretty much. We talked about the new album, talked about a few different things, talked about their relationship with the Great Deep Purple, who, uh, don't get me fucking started on the Hall of Fame. Green Day got in, Deep Purple got snubbed. What the fuck? I thought... I thought that uh, in order to get into the Hall of Fame, you have to have done something unique or like started a movement or something like that. They did pop punk. In what world is that like unique or starting it? They got in over Nine Inch Nails. I mean, like Nine Inch Nails probably wouldn't accept it. Knowing Trent Reznor, like I don't know him, know him, but like knowing of his personality, he wouldn't have accepted the entry. But yeah, like the part Green Day got in, but Deep Purple didn't. Mind you, John Jake got in. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, this is the interview with Bernie Shaw. You're right, heap. Uh, check it out. I, I believe you're right, Heap, bro. Future Hall of Fame band. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's Ben. I'm sitting here on the Full Metal Lockdown podcast with a, uh, a person that, uh, my father actually got me into. I'm sitting down with Bernie Shaw, the legendary Uriah Heap. Now, how are you, Bernie? I'm doing fine, mate. Doing fine. Had a good rest over Christmas. Uriah Heap are about to t- start the touring schedule for 2015 next next Wednesday in Russia, and we're we're going to be starting off about minus 20 to minus 30 degrees, and then working our way warmer all the way down to Oz and New Zealand. Now you'll be in Australia in March, I believe, starting your your tour at the Rudy Hill RSL on Thursday the 19th in Sydney. Now, uh, unfortunately, uh, due to yep. recent car troubles, I can't actually make it, but I believe my parents will be uh, making a stop at some of your one of your shows during that tour. Now, it is in tour for your latest album, Outsider, I believe. Uh, tell me about Outsider. Is it like 
classic Uriah Heap? Is it something new? What can the fans expect when they listen to Outsider? It's absolute classic Uriah Heap. Just as we sounded in the 70s, it's got the same heart and powerful rock songs um, written with conviction, played with the bollocks that any rock band could hope for. We recorded the whole album last year in less than 32 days, and it's got 11 powerful tracks. The new tour that we're going to be touring Australia with will have five songs from Outsider in the new set, as well as a whole host of classic songs from the other 24 albums that we've recorded. So you'll get classics like July Morning, uh, Easy Living, Stealing, probably Hanging Tree, uh, some some new ones, some old ones, and a little bit of in-between. It'll be a classic Uriah Heat Rock show. But uh, Outsider, is it was uh, written and recorded in the same way as we used to back in the 70s. Five guys playing their hearts out, live rock and roll in one room. You press the record button, and you get what you get. Uh, None of this technology wizardry where half the stuff is put down on computer. We, we're still an old band that plays by the old rules. Oh, excellent, excellent. So it wasn't multi-tracked. It was all in one room recorded live, so to speak, like with the entire band going at it. Absolutely. And we usually have three run-throughs of each song. And if you can't do it in three, you shouldn't be doing it at all. <laughs> yes. Uh, so... <laughs> So can we expect uh, things like The Wizard and Free and Easy as well to be played? I'm not quite sure if we're going to be doing The Wizard on this tour or not. Uh, we put a, a special set together for this year. Uh, it's got songs off like, uh, uh, boy, What Kind of God, which is the epic song from Wake the Sleeper. Uh, we, we've gone to some different albums to take some different tracks. I think we'll be doing Magician's Birthday. Uh, I know that we were rehearsing that up last year, and that was sounding pretty good live. It's going to be a good, very diverse set of classics and songs that we think that you want to hear that you've not heard for a long time. Now, when I was younger, my father used to walk up to me because he was a huge English uh, metal and rock fan. And uh, he said that there were four creators of hard rock and heavy metal. Those four were Deep Purple, who uh, were one of his favorites, and Rye Heap, which were equal with Deep Purple on the top, Led Zeppelin on a Black Sabbath. Now, after yep. the career you've had, how's it feel to know that you're a part of the four, one of the four bands that created an entire genre of music that is followed so hardcore and so vividly by its fans these days? Well, it's a fabulous feeling that people not only just still remember the band, but put us up with those other three that you've mentioned. Uh, those were, even from, from my point of view, when I was still back in Canada growing up in the 70s, those were the four bands that I listened to. Yeah. even throw in a bit of Jethro Tull, and, and that's what was happening in the 70s with bands that you wanted to hear because they, they were all so differently. You know, Tony Iommi didn't sound like Jimmy Page, and he didn't sound 
like Richie Blackmore, and he didn't sound like Nick Box. The guitar players were all individuals. The drummers were all individuals. The singers were all individuals, not like today where everybody seems to sound the same. So to be held in that esteem is really, really cool. Okay. I'm still I'm still chuffed as, as anything to, to be the lead singer for this band that's got such a history. Yeah. And I've been with the band now 29 years. But it doesn't change the respect that I have for Mick Box and the, the kick in the pants that I get every time I walk on stage and can sing some of those old classic songs. You know, it's a real powerful place to be on a Uriah Heap stage, and I love it. Yeah. The, the, the only fact is... The, the other three bands that we're talking about, Black Sabbath hardly plays anymore. Yeah, with their Deep Purple retired. come out every couple of years. Yeah, Deep Purple, you know, come out every couple of years with a new album, do a few shows, hopefully with us, because I've had the honor of uh, sharing the stage many a time with Purple. Yeah. And of course, Led Zeppelin are really quite no more. Yeah. So we're still out there. We're still playing over 100 shows a year. So out of those four, I guess the longevity lands in your eye heaps pants, you know? Yeah. So have you ever come to Australia with Deep Purple? Because if Uriah Heap and Deep Purple ever come to Australia, I will be the first in line to buy a ticket to that show, not just for me, but for my father as well. But that would be epic. It would be classic rock at its greatest. It's, it's one of the best tours that, we've ever done. We played with them all across Scandinavia about 10 years ago or so. Uh, we played with them in Iceland. We've done shows across Germany with them. We played festivals all over Europe with them, just one-off festivals. And whenever you get Uriah Heap and Deep Purple on the same bill, instead of playing to five or 6,000, you will get 12,000 people at every show. Yeah. That's something about those two bands. There's the magic from the 70s and the power from the songs that both bands wrote back then and are still writing now. We were supposed to play two shows with them this coming summer. And I've just heard last week that they pulled out. Oh, no. They pulled out and status quo are now in the spot. But it, it's one of those bills where I know we're going to have the best audience in the world going nuts. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, you cut out a, you're cutting out a little bit, but uh, I believe that I have fixed it, hopefully. Uh, this is a question that I love to ask, and I ask it almost every interview. And now, um, Bernie, what music did your parents listen to? And was there an influence on you? And do you still, do, do you ever what, listen what to What music did my well? parents listen to? Yes. What music did my parents listen to? Yes. And was there an influence did on you? Did you say? Sorry, mate, we got a really bad connection. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, can you hear me? Try that again. I'm on a wireless phone, so I'm moving around a bit. Can you, can you ask the question one more time? Uh, what parent? What music did your parents listen to? Uh, did you listen to it as okay, well? Okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Well, uh, my my parents, you know, I'm 68, and I'm the youngest of four kids, three kids. So my parents are uh, of an older 
lost my dad a few years ago. My mom is 95 next month. So they were listening to a whole different style of music. Uh, even though my dad really did like the Rolling Stones, and he bought me my first Uriah Heap 8-track tape, but uh, they were more into uh, your classical music and big band stuff from the 40s. Ah, okay. So did you take any influence at all from the big band stuff that your parents would listen to? Not really, no. Ah, okay. So, uh, uh, do you listen to any Australian uh, music, such as uh, Australian rock bands, Australian heavy metal bands, anything like that? Well, we don't have too many bands that are coming up here. Of course, you can like Airborne, uh, the, the newest Australian band that's doing well in the UK. Um, I was always a big Jimmy Barnes fan and Mark Farman. Uh, who else? Uh, boy. Mm, not too much on the rock side uh, that I was that comes up here. So you're a Jimmy Barnes fan. Uh, so he's probably the most iconic rock singer in Australia, and uh, he was a part of the lead singer of the legendary Cold Chisel. Uh, if the opportunity ever arose, would Cold Chisel and Uriah Heap ever play a show in Australia? Sorry, mate, you're breaking up again. I missed that last bit. Did you ask if I'd want to sing with him? If the opportunity ever arose, would Uriah Heap and Cold Chisel ever play a show together in Australia? Oh, that would be a brilliant show. Absolutely. I think we'd sell out every place in Oz if it was uh, Uriah Heap and Cold Chisel. I mean, you, you, you wouldn't get much of a, a harder rock night, would you? No, you wouldn't. Uh, that would be an epic night. I mean, the, our, our Uriah Heap drummer, our, our drummer, Lee Kerslake, did an, uh, a side project a few years ago now, and uh, Jimmy Barnes was singing. And it was Jimmy, it was uh, Lee Kerslake on drums, Bob Daisley on bass, and Steve Morse from Deep Purple on guitar, and who's a keyboard player? Don Airy, I think, on keyboards, called Living Loud. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, the guy's still got a pair of pipes. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I actually uh, saw him perform a few years ago, and he still sounds like he did back in the 90s and the 80s. Um, Bernie, so where is wow. your favorite town to play a show? Like, anywhere Ooh. in the world? Uh, very, very difficult question. Um, I mean, being Canadian, I would have loved to say a Canadian town, but we don't play in Canada very often. I still love playing in London. When we play London, say, the Shepherd's Bush Theatre, uh, it always sends a chill down my spine. Yeah. But saying that, I still get a kick out of playing in Moscow. Funnily enough, it's going to be our, our first gig of the year next week. Uh, wow. <laughs> we, I, I mean, we, we, 
played 57 or 58 different countries now. So to try and pick one city, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. yeah. I still like walking on stage in Berlin. Berlin's a fantastic city. Uh, saying that, so is Atlanta in America. So L.A. L.A. is a very rock and roll town. Yeah, it is. No, too too difficult to say. Too <laughs> difficult, mate. Yeah, they're all special, and they and and we always have a good time. And you know, every time we play, so it's it's very hard to pick somebody that that's special because they're, they're all you know good shows. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that you've been in Uriah Heap for uh, did you say twenty nine years? Twenty. This is my twenty ninth year. And you, you <laughs> said you grew up that? listening to Uriah Heap as well. How did it feel knowing that you were in it, uh, being t- uh, told that you are now the lead singer of a band that you grew up listening to? If you can remember that feeling, how well, did it come feel? on! It was like being the being the being the, the the chief kid in the candy shop. I mean, it was a total dream come true, but. Uh, you don't realize at the time just how much hard work goes into becoming that band. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of touring, which means there's a lot of traveling. And get, getting up at, you know, half past three or four o'clock in the morning to travel for two hours to an airport, to check in for two hours prior to a flight that you're not going to get into to the next day because of the time changes, uh, it's very, very demanding. And uh, the, the rock and roll side of things, getting on stage, is probably where we all finally just let our breath out and we can relax <laughs> and do what we do and have fun. But sometimes what the audience don't realize is, you know, the 17 hours leading up to that show can be absolute hell of traveling, customs. If it's in Russia, it's, you know, the bureaucracy and red tape. Same when you go to America, you're in lineups for hours and hours when you land. They want to know everything from your inside leg measurement to your great-grandfather's ancestry. It's nothing but aggravation just to get to that stage where you can have some fun. Yeah. I I used to play music I don't anymore due to uh, physical disability and holding me back. But uh, now I do the podcast instead, but I know exactly how you've what you were saying, I stood in front of a crowd of 8,000 people at a, a festival and that feeling is, there is no drug on earth that can match it. In a really good way, I mean that. Like, no, there is no. no drug on earth. Absolutely, mate. The, the, the adrenaline is, they, that's the drug of choice for your Heap. Yeah. <laughs> Not an aspirin after a good hangover. <laughs> But uh, absolutely, that, that's what gives us the energy to carry on every day. And, and that's what you try and get the, the people in the audience every night to get that adrenaline running, to make them feel a part of the show. Right. Not just sitting there with a beer watching five guys having a good time, but to be one of the people having a good time. Yeah. Now, Bernie, I always end every interview that I ever do on my show with a multiple choice question. It's uh, got three choices. Actually, no, sorry, four choices. It's uh, A, ask me a question. B, B, ask a really strange or weird question by me that does not relate to music. 
see, give me the quote of the week for this week's show, or D, pick the song of the week? Uh, give, give us, give us uh, the last one, picking a, a record of the week. So you pick D, pick the song of the week, uh, uh, and you're going to pick the band. Which band would you choose? Any song from the Winery Dogs. The Winery Dogs. Okay. I'll make a note of that and make sure I put it in. <laughs> uh, One of the best singer-guitar players out there. you got Billy Sheehan on the, on the bass guitar. Winery Dogs. Fabulous band. Yeah. Alrighty, Bernie. Thank you so much for being on the Full Metal Lockdown podcast. Uh, you are one of the okay, greats okay, of rock and heavy metal, and I'm so looking forward to you, Right Heap. They're coming out in March for a few dates this year. Uh, they start on the 19th of March in at the Rudy Hill RSL. They're going to Sydney, Brisbane. Uh, I'm just pulling up the poster now. They're going to... Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane, and Auckland for all you Kiwis out there. Uh, check your local listings. Go to, uh, I believe it is, uh, Mosh, no, uh, Metro, Metropolis Touring is uh, promoting it, so go to them. And uh, I hope you have a great time, Bernie. Thanks very much, man. Good talking to you. It was good talking to you. Thank you very much. Please hang up and try again. So that was my interview with the legendary Bernie Shaw, the legendary Uriah Heap. Uh, As you heard at the end, he picked a song of the week. Uh, The song of the week is Time Machine by the Winery Dogs. Uh, This season, I've decided to include... Uh, hard rock as well as metal into the Full Metal Lockdown podcast to an extent to an extent and that extent will be chosen by me fuck you if you've got a complaint you can email me I don't really give a shit Uh, the song is Time Machine by the Winery Dogs and once it's finished I'll announce our band of the week and wrap up the show
that was Time Machine by the Winery Dogs. Quite a good hard rock track. Picked by Bernie Shaw of Uriah Heap. Uh, right now is time for the band of the week. I know when I was driving before, driving to get my car fixed and driving home, I kept forgetting the name of the band. Of course, I'm a fucking idiot. It's uh, Voros of Voros. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I'm tired. Like I said before, I'm, yeah, anyway. Uh, they're heavy metal. They're from Adelaide. Uh, they're a, what, five-piece band. Uh, they formed three years ago. Uh, they look pretty good on stage. They sound even better. Uh, the uh the rules for to dictate band of the week nominations and band of the week pickings, uh you have to have a thousand or less fans when of on social media, whatever social media I'm looking at at the time, whether it be Twitter, Google Plus, Facebook, LinkedIn. I don't give a fuck what it is. If I'm looking at it at the time and you have less than a thousand, it works. But uh, when they were first picked, they had under a thousand. Now they got over a thousand. So yeah, uh, Facebook.com forward slash v o r o s metal. If you want to check them out, I'll post the link as I always do on the Facebook page. But yeah, um, also. Uh, it's all of the news. You would have all heard about it. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to do my own little personal announcement in case not people out there haven't heard about it. But, uh, Nano's Mixed Berry is going to fuck you up. Don't buy it. Don't eat the rest of the pack. That, or if you like live dangerously, do it. But, uh, it will give you happy. At least, or can't guarantee that it will give you happy. But it's going to gonna increase your risk i'll tell you that much but uh yeah um next week we have vog from decapitated on the show uh did the interview with him last week we have a few big interviews coming up in the next few weeks uh go to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash full metal lockdown uh join our mailing list uh for our monthly newsletter uh, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the show. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs>